Delulu besties, welcome. This is a safe space to vent, talk shit, reflect, and most importantly, keep it real. It's better to trauma dump here so that we don't explode on innocent randos. Just, Just admit, admit it, it. You're, you're bothered. bothered. What's up, Delulu besties? Welcome back to another episode of Balancing the Bullshit. Hi, besties. I missed y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are like becoming my favorite thing of the week. I yes. mean, this is kind of all I have going on in my life right, right. now anyway. Yeah, you're, you're all we have. <laughs> so thank you. Literally, thank you for saving us. <laughs> Speaking of being saved, I may or may not have canceled on Laura. I didn't cancel on her. Laura, our life coach. <laughs> okay. I pushed her back a yeah. whole month. <laughs> Why? <laughs> You need her. I know. I know. She's the only one who's really saved me in this life. <laughs> but, okay, you know how she told us to stop dating? Yeah. Okay. And you didn't well, listen. Well, neither of us listened. Yeah, neither of us so. listened. And I don't know. I just, I mean, obviously, it's not like she'll care. It's my life. Like, right. She's just here to help me. But it's like having to show up and admit the lack of integrity on my end. Like I let <laughs> Like you have your like your tail in between your legs, like showing up to her like Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh God, I just don't want to admit it. That's so funny that you're scared I know. to like tell her that because I don't care. Like I'll t I disappoint her all the time. I'm like, yeah, so I did it again. Like <laughs> all, the time. Her all the time. <laughs> I do. <laughs> and I mean She's never, she never makes you feel bad about it, but I know yeah, what you mean. No. It's like, it's you're like, just disappointed in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Oh, <laughs> you shouldn't be. <laughs> also, this is just hilarious. You're like running away from your own life coach. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm avoiding my own therapist. <laughs> yeah, like that's not how this works. <laughs> and then what am I going to tell her a month from now? Eventually I'm going to have to tell her. Like, yeah. So you're running away from something like you're never going to be able to actually run away from. <laughs> you're going to have to admit it. I mean, Thank you, Danny. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, you'll figure it out. Maybe, um, like, I wonder if I'm just hoping that, like, maybe in a month from now we'll be done. Like, <laughs> yeah. he and I won't be talking. And then maybe it'll be, like, easier Why to, like, just... admit it. I don't know. <laughs> That's, like, a backwards way of, okay, whatever helps you sleep at night. <laughs> Okay. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, you're still going to need to tell her, like, oh, I did this. Yeah. So that y'all can address it. <laughs> <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I'm also just scared for what she's going to say. I don't know. I don't really know what my problem is. Anyway. Because I've been through this before, too, where I was, I told her I, or we had decided, like, dating wasn't what I should be doing. And then, I did it anyway, and she was like, I mean, she will humble you for sure, but she's not going to tell you, like, straight up, be like, why are you doing that? But, you know, she's, that's, I mean, with me, she was just kind of like, okay, like, let's really think about this, and, like, made me kind of admit again, like, oh, this is not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, because I've always admitted to her, too, like, whenever she told me not to date Dawn. And then, then like a week later, I, I showed up to our session. I was like, oh, I'm flying out to Miami to see him. <laughs> like, I, I never cared. I don't know why I care so much this time. 
Because you're so much farther along, I feel like, than you were before. And like, you've done so much work. And I feel like this too, like any type of little setback, just you take it even harder. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Because you're like, I've been doing so well. I've been doing so much work. Like, why am I still making these same mistakes? Yes. I think that's what I don't want to confront, which obviously I need to. But yeah, like I've just been doing so much work. I'm like, fuck. You're like, I thought I was over this. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. But it gets better and I don't know. You notice it gets better and better each time. Like each time you make a mistake, you bounce back faster. You learn more from it. That's what I'm realizing. Yes. Even I do feel like I've gotten really, maybe that's actually why like now it's hitting me hard because like, okay, think about it. Like in the beginning of summer when I went on a few dates with that guy Zane and then it took what, like a month, I think for that to fizzle out. And then after that, I dated Brian for a few weeks. And I feel like that was even shorter. That took, mm-hmm. lasted maybe only like two or three weeks. And so I think now, like how much shorter can it get? I don't know. Yeah, I think you are just improving more and more. Like even in the quality of men that you're going out with. Like yeah. the quality is getting better. You're not going for losers, losers, toxic guys. Like, you know guys with lots of red flags yeah so yeah i think we just remember don't be so hard on yourself like if you really think about it you are still doing great like it's not like a linear thing where it's just gonna be like you're never gonna make a mistake again that is true and she does always like remind me of that yeah so listen (laughs) (laughs) and i do always like when i have sane moments which are like not that often (laughs) but when i do i am like okay you know what because I do put so much pressure on myself to like be perfect and not make a mistake. But then I'm like, life would be so boring if it right. were perfect. Right. Yeah. And like, this is the only way for us to really learn this shit is to yeah. live through it and experience it and make these mistakes. Yeah. Like I never got a rule book in life. Yeah. Like this is the only, it's literally the only way. Like it's. The rule book yeah. is to fail. Yeah. Over and over again until you... Until you figure it out. Yeah. 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 That's true. So rebook that appointment. Make it next week. (laughs) No. (laughs) Make it this week. What am I going to text her now and be like, just kidding, I lied to (laughs) you. Just kidding, I'm not scared anymore. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to be like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, don't run from any more, but I'm glad we talked this out. (laughs) Laura, if you're listening, I still love you. (laughs) Just oh kidding. God. Is that weird to say to like a professional that we pay? No, I love her too. Do you ever sit in the sessions and like t- want to tell her that, but then you hold back because then you're like, wait, I pay you like this is professional? <laughs> yeah, there's no way I would ever say that. Like, <laughs> Me either, but like I do. <laughs> you say it? <laughs> no, no, no. Like oh, I don't say it either, but, but like, to. yeah, in the sessions, I'm always like in my head, I'm like, oh, I love you. <laughs> Thank you for fixing me. I feel like you could say it and she would be like. She'd probably laugh. Yeah, be fine. <laughs> Okay, so Danny and I have a white male privilege issue to address today. It's fucking mm-hmm. annoying and it's real. I feel like when I was younger, like I was confused what by what feminism is. And now because of being a victim of white male privilege, I've become a feminist because now I do believe in empowering other women. And it's not like the way that I used to see it where I just thought it was where like women just want to like – I don't even know how to describe it the way that I used to see it. Like I used to think it was weird, like 
women just wanted power for no reason. Mm -hmm. But I think what's really behind all of that is like women being taken advantage of by men in power or not even just men like corporate America. There's so many like power positions in society that suppress women on purpose and mm-hmm. belittle us when we're trying so hard to contribute to society. So, okay, whenever I graduated college, the first job that I got, it's so funny because I was like, I've made it. This is my dream ah, job. LOL. LOL. <laughs> Little did I fucking know what I was in for. Yeah. Ooh, A um, nightmare literal nightmare so I was selling custom clothing and I loved fashion when I was little I always wanted to get into fashion so I was like oh perfect now I'm gonna go into business do sales make a ton of money heal all my childhood trauma that way (laughs) again lol (laughs) again yeah and I'll do fashion like Mm -hmm. oh my god my life is made I now I'm gonna live like a perfect happily ever after (laughs) and then okay so I moved out to San Francisco, the most expensive city in all of US. I'm pretty sure it's more expensive than New York. And I was making like $40,000. That was my base Wait, pay. That, okay, that and, was your base pay. Yeah, but they were like, oh, don't worry. Like, you're going to make six figures in commission. So I was like, okay, I'll be able mm-hmm. to like pay my bills that way. Well, I wasn't. I think the first year I made. I don't know, 55,000, but like yeah. half of your taxes in California or half of your paycheck goes to taxes. Yeah, that's like nothing. I was so poor. And okay, so this one guy, Evan, he, I met him when I was in an appointment for like to sell clothing to another client. And then this guy, Evan, was in their lobby and he was like, Oh, wait, like you sell custom clothing. I actually just fired my clothing guy. So, like, let me get your card. And I was like, Oh, fuck yeah. Like, I just got a new client. And it is crazy because when I would begin appointments, I would always ask basic questions like, Oh, do you have family? Are you married? Do you have kids? Like, you know basic generic questions Mm -hmm. and this guy was like oh i'm single i live out in la i'm just an sf for work obviously he didn't say it's in the first city but like what i remember of him telling me is he had a dog he on the weekends he liked to just take his dog down to the beach and he just was like a surfer like single Mm -hmm. bachelor so he ended up being one of my top clients and This is the hard thing because Noah, my ex-boyfriend at the time had a really bad feeling because I was like so excited. I like went home and was like, oh my God, like I, this new client, I just sold him all of this. And he, it's not like he ever met him, but he just had a bad feeling. And anytime that he knew that I would be meeting with this client, he would blow my phone up and like, he's so protective. Mm. And I just, it went right over my head because I was like, why? Like he's being crazy and Noah was never the jealous type, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know, I guess guys instincts, they really do just know when it comes to like how other guys are. But when this is how the fucked up thing started to begin with, because like I had to learn, like I obviously had instincts too, where I would be like, mm, this is a little off. I feel like this guy is like maybe being a little bit inappropriate, but not directly hitting on me. Mm-hmm. And then one of the girls at work, one of the girls on my leadership team that was training me was like, you can't flatter yourself every time a guy is overly nice to you because then you're never going to get any business. Like you kind of, that was her way of saying like, just look the other way and put up with it unless they like 
directly and aggressively like sexually assault you then just look the other way yeah i feel like that's how a lot of the people at that company were right oh like yeah yeah they just knew the girls were just like ignored it it was part of the job yes Mm -hmm. and now looking back i'm like why does this company hire all these hot 20 year olds right Weird. out of college. Like it was literally everybody who worked at that company because we would have sales conferences twice a year with the entire company. It was all like models mm-hmm. that no one else could sell for them. Everybody was super skinny, super hot. Fuck that company and fuck the owner. Red, yeah, that's just a huge red flag. Huge I'd like red that. flag. Yeah. Okay. Then I ended up because I wasn't making any money. Like think about how much money you have to make off of selling fucking clothing in order to make a good living and pay all your bills. It was bullshit. So, and like you have to find your own clients. Like what rich people do I know at 21 years old that are going to buy a suit that's like $5,000? Like what? To pay all my bills? Like no. Anyway, back to Evan. He switched over with me over... When I ended up working for a competitor, because I was like, fuck you guys, I'm not making money. I tried a competitor and then I don't know why I did that. Like that was a waste of my time. But anyway, Evan came over with me to that company. And okay, so we're Alex and I, my best friend from childhood, we took a trip out to California and while I was in town, I was like, hey, let me text my one of my top clients while I'm out here and try to sell to him. So he bought like $10,000 worth of clothing for me that day. And then he always would be like, oh, let's go get drinks like for happy hour. And even that I was always uneasy about like to begin with when mm-hmm. any client would ask me because I was like, I feel like this is not professional. And I was so early in my career, like taking everything so seriously, like mm-hmm. not wanting to make the wrong move. But again, a girl sat me in her office and like an older girl that had been there for a while and was like, well, you know, like if you want to sell, if you want a client, this is what you got to do. Just show up, just have one drink and then leave. But you have to like entertain these men. Like you have to know how to play the game and like feed into their egos. That shouldn't be a part of the job description. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's the fucking society. It, It is where we're at. I don't know. Yeah. So this time, so I met up with him during the day in the San Francisco office and then classic, like every time he was like, oh, well, what are you doing later? So it used to always be, and I was already used to it at that point. I had been working with him for like a year. And so I knew every time we would meet, he was going to ask to like do happy hour. And I did always only ever have like one drink and then I would go home especially because Noah would be like blowing my phone up, like come home fuck now. Mm -hmm. So I really had no other option, which was good. It kept me safe for a while until Noah and I broke up. And then he met up. So this time when he, after the appointment, he was like, oh, let's do something. And I was like, yeah, let's do like a drink for happy hour. And he was like, oh, I have like a late meeting. So let's meet later. So it was like dinner time and I was like, okay, whatever. Like I was already kind of comfortable with him because we already had had so many times where it was just like one drink at happy Mm -hmm. hour and like nothing ever happened. So I didn't think anything of it. So Alex and I met him at night for a drink and then 
we, he ended up coming out with us and we ended up, I mean, we were like so young. And so we were just partying with him and we ended up passing out in his hotel room and Alex thought he was so cute. Wait, really? How old is he? Was he? I would say like, okay, so Alex and I were in our early twenties and then I would say he had to have been in like his mid forties. Oh, wow. Yes. And so she made out (laughs) with him. And so the way that it worked is like you order the clothing, but then it's custom made to your measurements. Mm -hmm. So it takes about six weeks for the clothing to come in. So then once it comes in, then I have to meet back up with you to do a fitting. And then if any like minor tweaks need to be made, then we'll go send them to alterations like with the local tailor. And then we'll meet again like a week or two later just to make sure that it fits. So a few weeks later, the company flew me out there to do the fitting. And he was like, same thing, like shocker, like, oh, let's do happy hour. So I never went to the ambulance the next day. So I have like no proof of this, but I obviously was trying, I was so young. I ended up blacking out. So I really think he had to have put something in my drink. Like I hate to blame this on someone. I don't want to like accuse somebody. Yeah. Of like what's it called? Like put drugging me or date raping me. But I mean, for as much as I drank, like my tolerance was so high, especially when I was in my early twenties from like, you know, blacking out every day in college, Mm -hmm. we had one drink. We met at his hotel in the lobby. And then after that we went to dinner and had another drink there. So like, how could I have, yeah. And that was over the span of a few hours and I, with a meal? Yeah. How do I, I know, black out on yeah. that? Because I know you and you need a lot more to black out than so just that. much. I need like shot after shot, like yeah, back to back. Right. In order to black out. Yeah, that's very sketchy. And right? scary. Yeah. So anyway, I don't remember like after dinner, but I woke up in his hotel room. I'm sure we had sex. And I was like, this is so unprofessional. You're fired. We cannot work together anymore. And then I go back to Austin and my shitty ass manager is like, oh, I noticed that your number one client is blacklisted in the system. Like, why did you do that? And then what what was I going to say? This manager was an asshole to me. I wasn't just going to open up. And also at the time, I was so young and taking the responsibility for it. Like, I just... I don't know if I was embarrassed. I didn't know how to just, I didn't realize that it was rape at the time or that like I had gotten drugged. Like I just felt responsible. You thought you were blaming yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I was blaming myself. So I was afraid to tell my manager who I had an awful relationship to begin with. He was a micromanager. So anyway, shortly after that, I got fired. And because of that or not because of that, like. I forgot what his technical reason was. But like that probably played into. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure I just looked like a bad employee. I probably looked sketchy. Because they lost this big client and like they don't know why. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're like, why is she just blocking these random. Which like I brought this client in to begin with. It's not your client. Like it's my Mm -hmm. relationship. But whatever. Anyway. Then Evan called me. So. He was going to come. So he lived in LA and he was going to come to San Antonio. Like he had texted me or called me and was like, Hey, like I have this award that I have to come receive 
down in San Antonio, but like, I don't really know if I want to fly all the way down just to receive that. And I was like, yeah, totally. It's only like an hour away from Austin. So I'll drive down and meet you. It's my hometown. And I'll show you some new fabrics that we have, aka like I'm going to sell to you. And he but was this like, is after you already like blocked him and everything. Like you were still going to work with him. Yes. So I blocked him immediately. And then my manager was like, why did you block him? So then I unblocked him. Okay. And so this was all before I got fired though. Yeah. So we, the day that we were supposed to meet up in San Antonio and my manager knew, cause he just, oh, he was such a micromanager. He was always like, where, where's your next sale? What, what are you doing today? Like, where's your next sale coming from? So mm-hmm. he knew I was going to drive down and go meet him. And he called me that morning from like a random number and was like, Hey, it's Evan. I'm in my office. I slept here last night. So maybe I lied to you, but I actually have a wife and kids. And my wife read through our text last night. Oh God. Yeah. I forgot about this. Okay. You oh okay, God. How can you forget this? Oh God. I mean, cause there's so many fucking messy stories I have, Yeah, but Anyway, he's like, my wife read through our text last night and now I'm not going to San Antonio. Like she's freaking out on me. But like, I swear you're the first girl that I've ever cheated with. I don't want to lose my wife and kids. I have a family and she's threatening to leave me and she got your number off my phone and she's threatening to call you. I don't know if she's going to call your work, but just please don't say anything. And I know that you're going to lose a lot of revenue from me not being able to work with you for the rest of the year. So I'll just pay you out on however much you were going to make from me, AKA I'll pay you out to keep you quiet for when my wife calls. So he ended up paying me, I don't remember like $4,500. And I, I like, bullshit. I, yeah, a bullshit <laughs> B like, I don't give a fuck. Like, fuck I don't want to hear any of this. I was like 22 years old. Like, it was so much for me to hear. I was like, huh? I literally keep me out of this. Also, our texts were so professional. They were always just like the time when we're going to meet at the office, then for like happy hour. So clearly he had to have been like a cheater before because his wife was getting threatened by that, by me selling him clothing, which was like a very Mm. normal business relationship. But yeah, so then after that, I obviously didn't go to San Antonio and have this big sale that my manager was expecting. And I don't remember what happened after that, like what my excuse was, but yeah, then shortly after that I got fired. Oh my God. Yes. Well, fuck Evan, first of all. Yeah. And just fuck fucking corporate America. And like, I hate to sound like a feminist because I really did not understand until I went through this, but like white male privilege really is a thing. And like, I don't think the guys even realize the kind of power that they hold over little women. I mean, they have to have realized, but like, you know, think about it. I was so young. I was starting out my career. I was so desperate for money. Like I was mm-hmm. living off of a $40,000 base pay. So like anything I needed to do for commission, I also hadn't, I had to learn one way or another. Like now if a client wants me to go out to happy hour, I have no problem saying no. Mm-hmm. Like I have no problem losing the sale over it. Like I would rather just keep a clean relationship. So I just, I did have to learn, but like, I don't, I thought that was normal. I thought going to happy hours was normal with clients. Like, I don't know. I just. That's yeah. That's so sad. And this was like, I feel like it's a, it's better now. It's not resolved, but like since the me Too movement and everything, like it's much more like it's much more 
We're starting a conversation around it. Right. Yeah. And that's not like the norm, I guess. But there's still a lot of companies out there that are like that. Yeah. I'm sure this is still going on in those companies. Yeah. And like Tom James specifically, right? I don't know if you said the name. one. So. Was. Not standard. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Get them mixed the up. the one that I got fired from after like this whole San Antonio Evan fiasco mm-hmm. happened. But when I was at Tom James, the first company that I worked at, sometimes when we wouldn't have our own appointments, we would just go with reps to their appointments and try to like meet, you know, people like coworkers in the office that we could sell to or try to like meet somebody along the way. Mm-hmm. So one time I went with this sales rep. It was a guy sales rep. I went with him to his client's office. It was his number one client. And I had seen this client several times because I I had gone with the sales rep. I had followed him on like several of his days. And so his number one client knew me. And one day I randomly get an email I think this was actually on my 22nd birthday and the client, not my client, the other guy's client was like, Hey, um, I'm coming by the office. Come outside. I remember the story. Yeah. And I wasn't at the office because it was my birthday. So I had left early. So the next day I emailed him back being like, Oh, Hey, what's up? Like, sorry. And then he was like, I'm going to come by again today. Let me know if you're going to be there. And then when he shows up, he's like, okay, come outside black Mercedes. I was like, okay, that sounds weird. Uh Yeah. But, and again, like, I don't know what I was thinking, why I didn't mention it to the sales rep or to anybody in the office. I just, for some reason, I just went out there. And also I think maybe part of it was because we all did our own thing. Like we were out in the field selling all day long. Mm -hmm. So we were on our own. So maybe that's why I didn't think to say anything to anybody and because like I didn't know that I was gonna get fucking sexually harassed like this shit doesn't cross my mind Mm -hmm. so anyway I go out to his car and he's like hey I know it was your birthday so I got you some gifts he got me a custom made hat one day we were like just because we always had to carry tape measures on us to like get their body measurements for their suits Mm -hmm. and clothing and we were just like fucking around and he was like let me measure your head I didn't realize that it was because he was going to order me a custom-made hat. Weird. Yeah. So he got me that and a custom-made gold necklace with diamonds. Oh. This man... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> this man was like, probably in his 80s, he walked with oh, a cane. he was super old. Yes. Uh, he's like Tom Girardi. I'm just like picturing yes, Tom Girardi. Yes, literally a Tom Girardi. That's what he looked like, Ooh, actually. Like and that old and everything. Adventures. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, why don't you just retire? Literally, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sure he's retired now. He was fucking old. Yeah. I was 22. And I remember in his office one day, I saw, uh, I Dentures? think it was... <laughs> <laughs> I would die. <laughs> I wish. No, it was his grandson's. Um, grandson? Yes. Yes. Okay. His grandson's invitation for like, I think it was his college graduation. Y'all are the same age. Literally. That's wild. So yeah, I'm in his car. He's giving me these gifts. I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. Thanks so much. And then he like tries to grab me and like tries to kiss me and I turn my head. So luckily he only kissed my cheek. But yeah, then he's like, Oh, like I would love to make this a thing. And like, you know, I want to spoil you. Uh, I I know 
I would always joke when I like was early in my career, not making any money, being like, "Oh, I just want a sugar daddy," but like it actually like you don't oh, no, it like my stomach. What's that saying? My stomach dropped or turned? Yeah, whatever. Like <laughs> you, you know, what was, I'm trying to it say. It didn't feel good. Yeah, no, I was so disturbed. <laughs> I'm disturbed. And, I'm so oh. And okay, here's the more fucked up part. So then I went up and I told the manager. I was like, I'm not sure what happened. Like, and again, I was taking all the responsibility. I was crying and I was like, Here are the gifts. I don't want them. You can have them. Like, I don't know if they're company property. <laughs> yeah. Like what? But like, I'm so sorry. Like, if you want to fire me, I understand. Like, I don't know what I did to give him that impression. But like, if you don't want me representing the company, if this is the vibe that I'm giving off, like, I totally understand. Oh, fire me now. Yeah. And she was like, no, 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 like, it's not your fault. You just come off as like really innocent and guys like older guys want to take advantage of that. Yeah. Exactly. What we were talking about in the last episode, like, yeah. when we're just so sweet and innocent and naive. We're an easy target for fucking assholes who want to find somebody to manipulate and take mm -hmm. advantage of. So then she called the sales rep in there, like the, the guy's rep. Mm -hmm. And told him, and he just was like, oh, I'm sorry, he made you feel uncomfortable, we'll take care of it. Then, next week, guess who's in the fucking office? Bold-ass man. Yes. Who tried to kiss you. Yes. Ugh. So they, the company did not have my back. No they morals. just No morals. Just whatever you need to do to get money, whether it's taking advantage of little girls. I mean, that's what the whole company is. They only hire hot young girls. So, like, obviously, what are they going to do to help right. me? Like, literally nothing. Yeah. That's terrible. And it's like... That's the world we live in. Yeah. And I can see that industry specifically being really bad about that because you're selling to... To rich, rich men, old men in power. And they're like, they're the worst thing about society. Like... Yes. Everything... Fucking white privilege. Yeah. I mean, just think about... I mean, just the white men in general, like... I don't know what the percentage is, percentage is but like, the why are the majority of shooters white men oh really yeah you know it's just the, the reason that we're in wars all the time is because of men yes. like everything like all these terrible things that are happening around us all the time is because of men like this and yeah it's not even just for women that they attack it the simplest way to put it is men would rather avoid therapy like they would rather whether it's a shooting or take advantage of little girls or whatever, but anything to just not have to do therapy. This is how they deal with their own internal shit. Mm -hmm. Why is this okay? I agree. God. Ugh, well, I'm so sorry you had to go through that. That's disgusting. Thanks. I know. Do you have any advice? Like if anyone is going through that now, you had to go through it kind of like the hard way and, and learn, but if you could do anything differently, or if you could give any advice, what would you say? It's so hard because for my personal situation, well, two things. One, I think even just me sharing my story will go a long way because, you know, everybody at these companies made this all normalized and okay. Like no one did anything to help me. So it kind of just made me think that it wasn't a big deal until now that I'm older. I'm like, wait, oh my God, that is mm -hmm. not okay. And like, now, had I been working at the company, oh my God, I would have popped off and for that company to shred. Yeah. But I didn't realize at the time that that was wrong. So I 
hope that if somebody comes across this story now and hearing it from me, then they'll be able to realize like, oh, this isn't okay. And I can stand up for myself yeah, or speak up or do Mm -hmm. whatever it is that you feel like you need to do. But then taking it even farther, like, obviously, no matter what situation, like you can plan everything out perfectly. And life is still going to happen nothing's going to go according to plan. I think you're going to end up in situations one way or another. But just going back to like my childhood trauma and how I was chasing money for the wrong reasons, which is why I even got into sales. Like when you're going down the wrong path, chasing the wrong things, like it's kind of not a coincidence or like shocking to me that I ended up in this situation. Yeah, I think it's also like the universe trying to like warn you and yeah, give like you get the fuck signs. Out. Like this is not where you're supposed to be. Like let me throw you all these shitty situations and experiences so that you'll wake up and get out of there. Yeah. So that's also kind of what I want to say. Stay true to who you are. Like if you're not meant to be somewhere, don't. But then again, at the same time, no matter like what path we're on, I mean, life is going to happen. It's not ever Mm going to go perfectly. Yeah. And I think it's unfortunate, but like, yeah, there's really no other way around it. You kind of really have to experience like really, you know, hard situations go through a lot of uncomfortable things to learn i wish there was an easier way you know you it's hard to just do it without have experiencing something really traumatic or something that really pushes you in a different direction if you know what i mean so yes that's what i'm saying i guess the least we could do is just talk about it and bring awareness to mm -hmm. it and then hopefully that'll help somebody in that situation like maybe get out of it sooner or yeah like we said just speak up for yourself yeah yeah okay well let's switch to something more positive okay i have a happy preachy point okay let's hear it (laughs) okay i am big on nourishing your mind body and spirit Mm. i kind of learned this from i don't even know if it was from yoga or where but i swear this is a good philosophy to live by so there's either like Type A personalities when you're full in control and I don't, I, there's another way to describe it. Like you're literally in control of your own destiny and like in charge of everything. Mm-hmm. Or you could just be laid back and go with the flow and like kind of let the universe bring everything to you. Like it's mm-hmm. more of like being in your feminine power, like where you don't chase, you attract. Yeah. And I think like the old school way of thinking is definitely like the type A way, like be in control, like go after what you want. Like that's what the fucking white male privilege or yeah. 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 So don't do it that way. (laughs) Do it your way. (laughs) Okay. So yeah. So it goes to nourishing your mind, body and spirit. So if you think about it, when I go on runs on the trail, it's not even just nourishing my body physically to let go of like all the steam. It's like, I feel lighter afterwards. So it's good physical exercise. But since I'm out in nature, I'm doing it on the trail. It also like feeds my soul. Mm -hmm. And so it's like nourishing my body and my soul and my mind too. Like a good way to nourish your mind is also meditating, but running is also like another form of meditation. And then same with yoga. It's one form of meditation, so but it's also physical exercise. So when you go, you're nourishing your soul, your mind, and your body. So when you're mm-hmm. nourishing your mind, body, and spirit, like you've done the work to like you all, it's like all four of you, like all three of those things plus you, like you all are working together. 
as a team. So then it's like not just you having to be in control. And it's a simpler way to think about it is like, if you eat healthy, you're nourishing your body and your mind that way. So it can think clearly and more sharp. Mm -hmm. And so then you can like, that's when you can kind of just like sit back and let the universe deliver. I don't know. Do you have a simpler way of like helping this make sense? Like am I making sense? You are making sense. Yeah. And I I do this too. It's just, you have to, first of all, eliminate things that are not nourishing your mind, body, and soul. Yes. Like the distractions and everything. I think really just for me, what helps is doing things like yoga and being in nature. Like that's a huge part of it. Like, and sunlight too, just like get outside. And it's even, you know, I've read lots of studies on this, like be outside without even any noise, like just go for a walk. Like don't even have music on or a podcast or anything. And just really have that time to yourself to just come back down to earth and just connect with yourself. Yeah. It's like connecting with yourself and with nature. It just, it does wonders. I swear, like puts you in tune with your intuition. Mm -hmm. And so like, not only does it relax you, but then you can really trust that everything's going to work out. Like that's how you get into flow state where you just like go with the flow. And when you're going with the flow, that's when whatever gets thrown your way, then you can trust that it's from the universe. It's for your highest good. Like everything's happening for you, not to you. Yeah. And this is actually kind of funny you brought this up because last weekend I mentioned I didn't do anything this past weekend I didn't do anything and it's just like I just had this I mean it doesn't sound like a huge epiphany but just started to click how kind of like the man manifesting works it's like when you have everything like so fine-tuned I guess and like you're just like you said all like your mind body and soul so nourished you're not going to make the wrong decisions like you're going to know what decisions to make and that is going to eventually lead you to what you want to manifest. And it's like, I never really thought of it that way. When I would hear manifesting, I would just think of like, oh, you just really focus on this one thing and then it'll eventually come true. But now it like, it makes sense that you have to have everything within yourself. Like, so, so aligned, you have to just be really connected to yourself so that you trust, like not to make even the smallest little decisions that are going to stray you off the path. Yes. Because you have like, like, yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Like when you nourish your mind, your body and your spirit, then it's like whatever decision you make, you can trust that it's like your higher self making that decision and you don't have to be the one in control, like worrying about what decision Mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. That's how manifesting works. But like your mind, body and spirit all have to be aligned with each other in order for manifesting to work. Right. That's the only way it's going to work. You can't really do it without it and it's yeah, you can't control it yeah and it's just it's kind of crazy but it's just like a beautiful thing to realize like i used to think like manifesting would be was like someone would mention that to me and i was like oh like i don't know anything about so that like that's so yeah. like ma- like magic really i was yeah, like i didn't even know if, yeah i was <laughs> like i honestly pro- like don't even think i believed it. i just didn't th- think like it was real i had it in me to do anything like that yeah but now that i've started kind of nourishing my mind body and spirit like i get it it's it's a lot i mean it's not easy but like once you get there it starts to feel easy in a way it's just like it's just like making a new lifestyle yeah that's the hard part i guess it's like getting fit it's not easy at first getting to have it but then when it's just like building a habit it's like it's pretty much the same it's just like building new habits yeah it's like 
it's hard, but it's not as hard as it seems. Yeah. From the outside, I and guess. And it seems confusing, but then once you just start doing it, like just go out and start running on the trail and then, or even walking and you'll get it. Yeah. Yeah. So that has helped me tremendously. Yeah. Once you're there, like with jobs, friendships, relationships, you're just going to know where to go. And yeah, it's just going to get you to, that's how you manifest. Like that's just yeah. going to get you to where you want to go. So and it also, once you finally, once it starts to click and you finally start to feel it, it's like, I don't know if you feel like it, it's like an addicting kind of thing. You're like, it feels so good. You're like, yes. oh my God, I want to keep do, like keep going. Like, where else can I take this? Like, yes. where else I could go? Yeah. And you're just like in such a clean space, mm-hmm. like energetic frequency. I don't, unless you've been there, I don't know, even know how to explain it. Yeah, I, I feel that from time to time. I'm still like on my journey. Like, I still have a lot of resistance that I have to work with i'm kind of like in and out of the resistance and we can which is go, so normal yeah we can go into that more on another episode like resistance yeah, but yeah it's it's just each each week i feel it's just like it's less and less like i used to get stuck resisting things for like weeks and weeks at a time or months at a time and then <clears throat> i'd have to like learn my lesson or something but oh now God, it's yes. yeah now it's like i'm resisting a little bit i'm uncomfortable for a few days and then i okay let me make the right decision and yeah, and it just goes yes, from there. I re- it's crazy. I remember I would resist something for like a year or two years. And now it's all yeah. the way down to like, well, resist it for like a 30 day. minutes. Yeah, even less sometimes. Yeah, yeah crazy. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, we should definitely do. An, we'll touch on that because, yeah, yeah, there's a lot to, to talk about on that. One other just like random crazy question I have. Do you believe in like spirit guides and like angels like oh, guiding absolutely. you yes. yeah i started like looking into that more recently and i like i'm intrigued like i don't feel i haven't connected with them in that way but i don't know how do you think they are guiding you for me i feel like it's a lot of like i, I don't like hear voices or anything like that but no. like signs okay so it's crazy because god the universe your higher self your spirit guides i kind of think it's all the same thing like all your higher self i don't think there's or maybe there is like i'm still trying to figure that part out like i don't know if there's necessarily a team like Mm -hmm. working for you i kind of feel like maybe it's just your higher self but one thing i actually think i saw this in a tiktok video and it made it click for me is when you think you're like speaking to your spirit guides, whenever you're, I guess really for anything, not even if you're just manifesting, but like if you need to reach out to them, like, Hey, if you're stuck on a decision and you don't know what to do, you could be like spirit guides or universe, God, literally whatever you want to call it, please guide me in the right direction. If I'm meant to do this, then show me an owl or a giraffe or like whatever object you can Or just like it, it, for me, it's like would just be like some sort of sign that I'm going to recognize. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I don't even have to be maybe specific with it, but yeah, I, yeah. So sometimes I wondered, like, oh, is there like this team of like angels that we can't see that like then they're literally sending us a sign as soon as we ask for it? But then on this TikTok video I saw, it talked about how like our lives, like you know, when you have deja vu, it's things that have already happened or that are going to mm-hmm. happen in the future. So it's like our lives, like we, they're already, they've been carved out. Like we pick our life before we come live it because we're just mm-hmm. like spirits. And so we know our subconscious knows like if we are going to 
pass an owl in the next day or two. Oh, I just got chills. That's so cool. I have never like heard it put like that. Yeah. So isn't that interesting? Because it <laughs> yeah. made me think, okay, well, maybe there's not like a physical team surrounding me. Maybe it is just my higher self, like already knowing, hey, ask this because I already know that you're going to see that wow. like in a day or two. Yeah. I don't know, but whatever it is, it's out there. It makes, yeah, it's I real. believe it because I've, you know, I experience signs sometimes. And I feel like we're all experiencing signs. It's just getting to a place where you can recognize them. Yeah. Like I feel like our everyone all the time is experiencing signs. Everybody like has them. that's like pushing them in the right direction. But you so many of attention. us are yeah. So many of us are just distracted and kind yeah. of blinded by other things. So yeah, it's a really cool concept. Yeah. And like it sounds so scary to let go of the control because you're like. What am I just going to trust this random thing that there's no proof on, like no physical proof that I can see? Right. So it is really hard to just let go and have blind faith, but it's a much better way to live yeah. than trying to control everything. Yeah. It's very comparable to religion. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're practicing religion that's, you know, you're worshiping God, that's, that's just never connected connected with me because we're we have to live by someone else's rules and first someone else and not ourselves. That's why I connect with this kind of spirituality so much more. Yeah. Cause it's kind of your individual. Path. Yeah. Which that it's, I don't know. There's just something so much more positive and meaningful and yes, just lighter than that. Instead of worshiping someone. Yeah. I like, I got raised Catholic and I think it started out with the right idea, like the same spiritual path that we're talking about, but then they somehow just turned it into control and money and power. Yeah. And in judging others and, judging, and like, you yeah. have to live exactly like this. Like we all have to live the same. Which is ironic because that's literally the opposite of spirituality. Which right. Is what we're practicing. Yeah. Like, so this, yeah. It's just like follow your own path. Right. Like be your yeah. person. And I used to, you know, I, it's funny because like I used to say, oh, people who believe in God are so ridiculous. Like Same. how could they? But now I get it. Not that I believe in like that specific God, but like Same. I, now I understand why you can have that belief because, yes. yeah, because now I'm a spiritual spiritual person i never thought i would be because it's kind of like we can't prove it it's like it seems like magic or make-believe to some people but it's i don't know how else to to explain it except that like you just have like a feeling of knowing yeah and it's just working out your life is just working out when you follow this path i guess yeah yeah so much easier and effortless Mm -hmm. I feel like the way I would explain God, even with religion and spirituality, is like it's a source of energy. It's like an energetic force. Hmm. Okay, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah, and energies it's all around us all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, this is why we are called the Lulu Besties because I understand <laughs> this like sounds delusional, but. I swear. Welcome to the club. Yeah, please. I swear. This shit is real. And I swear, yeah. yeah. I mean, and if any, you take it from us. We used to be the two blackout, most toxic queens, self sabotagers. Oh, the yeah. You've heard like, our stories. Like, yeah. If we're in here, like, claiming that this shit is real, like, anybody can do this. If we could do absolutely. it, absolutely. Yeah. I would not agree to start a podcast on this stuff if I didn't think. This is the real deal. Like, you can help a lot of people in this way. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we love you, Delulu Besties. Thanks for hanging with us. And we'll catch you all next week. See you next time.